Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 12th of May. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese has been declared the winner of the final leaders' debate on Channel 7 overnight. Mr Albanese debated a number of key election issues with Prime Minister Scott Morrison, including border protection, climate change and integrity. The Labor leader saying it's time for a new government. Three more years of the same cost of living pressures. Three more years of not acting on climate change. Three more years of the same viewing of everything through a political frame rather than through the national interest. But Mr Morrison says Anthony Albanese is not a leader, he's just a critic. For the past three years, Mr Albanese's been an armchair critic. He's like that, that person on Monday morning who always says what should have happened on the weekend. And you know what? You never let that person run the team. He's always wise in hindsight. He's always got criticisms to make, and that's been his job for the last three years. The Labor leader was officially declared the winner of last night's debate, scoring 50% of the vote from 160 undecided voters. The PM claimed 34%, while 16% remained undecided. Australia's top medical experts are warning the nation's ambulance ramping crisis is costing lives and will only get worse as we head into winter. A new report from the Australian Medical Association has found every state in Australia is now failing to meet ambulance performance targets, with ramping now a major issue. The AMA says a funding fallout between federal and state governments is part of the problem, but so are ongoing staff shortages and overstretched hospitals. Here's AMA Vice President Dr Chris Moy on Channel 10. The ambulance turns up, but you can't get from the ambulance into the emergency department because the emergency department is so full because they can't get the patients up onto the wards because the hospitals are so full. And this is something that has just continued to grow and grow as a problem. Thousands of residents are without power and wild weather continues to batter major parts of Queensland. Yesterday, a 31-year-old woman was killed after being swept away in floodwaters near Mackay. Two others in a submerged car were rescued. Beaches along the Sunshine and Gold Coasts remain closed because of dangerous coastal conditions. Meantime, the cost of the record-breaking floods that hit southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales in February and March are estimated to be the biggest in Australian history. The Insurance Council of Australia is estimating the damage bill will be more than $3.3 billion. Police in New South Wales and Victoria are preparing for revenge attacks after a high-profile bikey boss and his brother were gunned down in Sydney. Gunmen opened fire on the men at a gym on Tuesday night, with one dying at the scene and another critically injured. New South Wales Police Assistant Commissioner Michael Fitzgerald says the brothers were warned their lives were in danger before the targeted attack. They were informed last Thursday that their lives were at risk as they have been warned on countless other occasions and they decided to make the decision not to leave our state. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and more on the state's ongoing hospital crisis. Apart from dealing with major staff shortages, many hospitals are now seeing a lack of critical medical supplies. The biggest issue at the moment is dwindling stocks of dye used to perform CT scans and also help plan for surgery. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne. 
It's two years, Tash, since we learned how much Australia relies on importing critical goods, mostly from China and still causing issues. Now, GE Health makes 80% of the dye that comes into Australia for use in these critical CT scans, but its factory is now closed by local COVID restrictions. Hospitals have been told to ration the stocks they have and only use in critical situations now. Meantime, the Therapeutic Goods Administration has been asked to consider giving the green light to an alternative product available from France, but it isn't yet approved for use in Australia. And to New South Wales and a new twist in the cocaine shipment investigation with a second crime scene now established. Our reporter Hamish Finlay has the details from Newcastle, north of Sydney. Yes, Tash, police now believe that two divers may have been involved in the operation to collect cocaine from that cargo ship used to import it into the port of Newcastle. Police now say they have found a bale believed to have contained the drug upstream from the cargo ship that was used to import it. Unfortunately, it had already been broken into by the time police discovered it, which means at least some of the shipment has made it into the community. Just how much of the drug was in that shipment is unknown at this stage. Police have denied reports circling yesterday that they have recovered 100 kilos from the ship. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The local stock market is bracing for another very challenging day after US stocks again slumped overnight, driven by more negative inflation news. Yeah, and that means more interest rate rises from the US central bank. And this could be giving us an insight into what will happen here if our reserve bank can't get on top of our inflation threat. In March, US inflation was a huge 8.5% and the April figure was 8.3%, which was a too small fall for stock market players. And so all three Wall Street indexes are in the red. Our inflation rate is now 5.1%. That's a 20-year high. And Peter, considering all of the negative inflation news and also ongoing speculation about further increase in interest rates, it's no surprise that consumer confidence in the country has certainly plunged. You're absolutely right. This can't be good news for the government with an election only 10 days away. The latest consumer confidence data from Westpac shows it's down 5.6% to 90.4 points in May, meaning Australians' confidence in the economy and their own financial situation has plunged to levels not seen since Victoria went back into lockdown in August 2020. And Peter, on the subject of interest rate concerns rocking confidence, think about poor Elon Musk, Crimea River, who lost a cool $46 billion. Yes, when your wealth is linked to the stock market, you have to be ready for the ups and downs, but not even Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla Cars, could have been relaxed after he saw his company share price slump 12% in a day, which means he's weathered a 21% fall in a week. And to make matters worse, he's expected to stump up 44 US billion dollars for his Twitter purchase today. I think it'll be okay, don't you, Peter? Yeah, he's still got a few billion left. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a great day. Yeah, cheers. Time to sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. Sydney Kings are NBL champions for the first time in 17 years. I'm a bit sad about this, though, because it ended the fairy tale debut of 
the wonderful team from Tassie. Yeah, they became everyone's second favourite team, the Tassie Jack Jumpers. <laughs> certainly lost no admirers uh, across, well, this entire season, but also going through to the grand final series. Considering the way they started the season, they were nowhere near the playoffs, made a late run, uh, upstaged last year's Premier's Melbourne United to get to this series and really pushed the Kings all the way. Although this is a 3-0 result, certainly they were in every single game. The second one on their home court, I think they'll look back and go, that was our opportunity to push this to a five-game series and really put some pressure on the Sydney Kings who at one stage lost, of course, the league MVP in Jalen Adams. The result last night was 97-88. Ian Clark, the hero for the home side, he really turned it on when the championship was on the line, draining three triples uh, in uh, down the stretch and finished with uh, 22 points as well. So a great effort from him. Xavier Cooks named the grand final MVP, though, capping off an outstanding season. He had 23 points, 13 rebounds, rebounds and seven assists and their coach Chase Buford says the jack jumpers made them fight all the way to the buzzer. Part of it's relief for me. It's been a long season and it's just so freaking proud of these guys. The way they just the last couple games, I think down at the quarter time, down at halftime, down at three quarters and just kept grinding. The NBL doesn't get a lot of coverage so I think they'll be wrapped that the Jack Jumpers you know, made this a big story. Yeah, absolutely Brett and Paul Gallen lost the Aussie heavyweight title last night but gosh he won plenty of fans in a 10 round war. Yeah, it certainly was in Newcastle last night against Chris Terzievsky. Uh, he was getting battered, but then surged uh, with an incredible comeback in the last two rounds. It went to the judges' scorecard. He lost via unanimous decision. The 40-year-old admits age worked against him. You don't get old in between fights. You get old in between rounds. And yeah, I felt it today. <laughs> felt it a couple of times inspiring, to be honest. Hasn't ruled out retirement just yet, though. Nikita Zhu needed less than a round to stop Mason Smith in just his second pro fight. And injuries are mounting in both the AFL and NRL, Brett, ahead of the weekend's games. Yeah, let's start with the AFL. And a, a, a savage blow for the Blues' top four hopes. Harry Mackay ruled out for six weeks with a knee injury. will have surgery today. Blues great Eddie Betts telling Fox footy it leaves a massive hole to fill. That's that's massive. You know, out for six weeks. He's one of their biggest targets. So I think Charlie's the only one. We were, we were just going through the list just before and we just couldn't find anyone else to play that role. And New South Wales coach Brad Fittler will hold off revealing his origin one side until he sees if any fresh injuries emerge across Magic Round. Bunny star Cam Murray and Storm fullback Ryan Pappenhausen went down last weekend. Freddie hoping there aren't any others. Six of the top eight play each other this week, so you've got to think that it's going to be pretty brutal on their bodies. A couple of blokes who have had injuries leading up to today, I don't think that'll be the last. Yeah, Magic Round kicks off in Brisbane tomorrow night. The Queensland government holding off a poaching raid from New South Wales to retain hosting rights for Magic Round at Sun Corp Stadium next season. Massive weekend ahead in sport, Brett. Thank you. Thank you, Tash. And Mattel has revealed the first Barbie in the world with hearing aids. The toy making company worked with Dr. Jen Richardson, a leading practitioner in educational audiology, to make sure the hearing device looked as real as possible on the new Barbie. The dolls will be on sale from June as part of Barbie's ongoing efforts towards diversity and inclusion. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also get your latest election news and analysis via the listener app. You can head to the Discover tab and click on Your Vote 22. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.